0: I definitely wouldn't consider myself anorexic because I was eating but I got to a place where I was overly consumed with the macros and the calories and eventually that turned into an obsession with the health and the nutrients and the macros and the tracking and just it all became so obsessive. Are you really hungry? And if you are hungry, why are you really hungry? Trigger warning, this episode of The Shaleen Show, we will be talking about ED, addiction, body image, weight, exercise, and stuff like that. So if those topics, you find them triggering, please skip this one, bow out. In today's episode, I'm going to open up about my current state of being, like where I continue to slip up, things that are still a challenge to me because I'm not perfect, the things I've been able to do that make my life better better and happier. The ways that I believe that I have recovered in many ways from my addiction to exercise, although I was never formally diagnosed as orthorexic, I definitely was leaning towards those tendencies. And there are some people who believe that exercise addiction really falls under the umbrella of orthorexia. Today, I'm going to share my personal challenges. I'm going to get very real with you. I'm going to talk to you about the things that I still struggle with, And I'm also gonna take a moment to pat myself on the back and share with you those things that I've been completely able to free myself from. Thank you so much for being here today on The Shaleen Show. You mean so much to me. I really do appreciate that you're listening to this episode and thank you for sharing it with anyone else you know who might find great benefit from this. I wanna start by saying, I think most, not all, but a lot of women Who grew up in the diet culture, who grew up in an era where everything was fat-free, low fat. Your mom drank tab and smoked cigarettes to keep her weight down, where the obsession was about body and exercise. Like I remember in the 80s seeing Jane Fonda and everything was about exercise and being skinny and in a thong. And I just didn't have that body. And I looked around at my family members and aunts and uncles and cousins and just thought like, I don't fit in. I'm going to look like these, like these are my genetics. And so really the only way I knew to combat that was to exercise. I never considered dieting. And I'm sharing like a little bit of a story that maybe some of you've heard before, but like, I never considered dieting because I associated dieting with being overweight. I looked at family members who were always on the latest diet and they would shrink and then expand, shrink and then expand. I knew that it made them miserable, and so I just, in my mind, I thought, okay, so dieting means you're going to shrink and expand and be miserable. But people who exercise, which I saw my mom exercising, and people on TV, and I had an aunt who taught jazzercise, and then my mom started teaching jazzercise, and so I associated with exercise, was like, oh, that's how you get fit and lean without having to exercise. So that, I think, started my journey and the belief in my mind that in order to control my weight, to control my life, to control the world, I need to exercise all the time. I didn't realize it would spiral to a place eventually where, for those of you who don't know, like, I'll link to a video I did where I, I kind of came clean on why it was I had to leave the consumer fitness industry. So that episode you can find below in our show notes. That was really when kind of everything came together. That's when I realized like the exercise was to a point where I, I just didn't have any more time or energy to add more. I just kept adding more and more exercise to try to maintain my weight. But then because of homeostasis, because the way the body works, because the body is so smart, my body kept conserving energy and therefore burning fewer and fewer calories, which meant then I had to exercise more. But at a certain point, you just don't have enough energy to do that. My body started breaking down. I was having like just the most minor fall snowboarding and everybody else would be fine. And I would have broken ribs or a broken wrist or a bruised spleen. Like I had just so many injuries, not just from snowboarding, but like everything that I did, I had plantar fasciitis. I constantly had aches and pains and itises and I was forever going to the chiropractor and the orthopedic surgeon and constantly getting shots of cortisone to have help with the pain. Like my body was in a constant state of pain. There was never a day that I wasn't completely sore. And I don't want to go too much into that, but it just got to a point where I couldn't exercise more. So I started eating less And I definitely wouldn't consider myself anorexic because I was eating, but I got to a place where I was overly consumed with the macros and the calories. And eventually that turned into an obsession with the health and the nutrients and the macros and the tracking and just it all became so obsessive. And it's been quite a journey. I think it's probably been more than five years now that I really recognized what was happening and stepped away. But having said that, I think one of the saving graces is that I didn't let it get too far. But the exercise piece of it, the addiction to exercise, that piece sticks around in a much more profound way than the orthorexia. Like it's kind of crazy. When I would consider myself having been orthorexic, like I knew what every single ingredient, like I knew what ingredients were good or bad. And I was obsessed with like reading every single label, figuring out like, oh my gosh, what does this happen? And knowing the effects of each and every ingredient and kind of being like that super annoying person who like looks at your food and you're like, oh, do you know that has sucralose in it? Like that person. But today, like I want to eat whole foods as much as possible, but I don't freak out. It's not that big of a deal if I live by the 80-20 rule. Like it's okay if I occasionally have processed foods. Like I know my goal is to be as healthy as possible, but I don't obsess about it. And I find that people who do are really, really difficult to be around. Knowing I was that person is very eye-opening. Sorry to say this, you're not fun to be around. You make everybody else feel miserable. You make everybody else feel judged. And I know that because I made other people feel that way too. You make people feel like they're dumb and stupid about food and you're making yourself crazy i'm not trying to make you feel guilty about this but i just i look at some of these people online who are known to be like the authority on biohacking and living longer because of the way they eat and live and gosh this is going to sound really snarky some of them look like they're 20 years older than they are and they look pretty miserable and there's a certain point like you can do all the things perfectly And I just had this conversation with my girlfriend. Shout out to Liz. We went to high school together and she's just this awesome gal. And I I was telling her the story. I was reminding her, I'm like, do you remember when we were in high school and the crazy weekends when we would drive to Detroit? It was always me, I was always the ringleader. We would drive to Detroit and I would talk you into going to some bar with a fake ID and we would get in and we were drinking too much and we were probably like, please, I do not encourage anyone to do this. I don't even know how we're alive today. But just meeting strange older men and the things that we got ourselves into and how we didn't end up dead or on a poster or like sold into slavery, I don't know. But then we're adults and we're doing everything right and we're exercising and eating healthy and taking care of our kids and just doing everything by the book. And my friend Liz last summer was out on a jog just taking care of her body, right? And got hit by a truck, got hit by a huge truck and suffered in unimaginable injuries. Left her in the hospital, left her completely maimed. I mean, she's so lucky to have her life. The reason why I'm telling you that story is like, we can do all the things perfectly. And I'm not saying it's a reason to like throw caution to the wind, but at a certain point, yeah, also have to live this life. And that's where I had to kind of come to grips with my obsession around eating healthy and tracking my macros and knowing every single little ingredient, like freaking out, like, wait, excuse me, ma'am, like at the restaurant, ma'am, can you tell me what these oils are? Like, I get it. Like choose healthy restaurants wherever you can. But there's sometimes where you're going to go out to eat with your family and just do your best. All right. Let me come clean with some of the things that. If I'm being honest, I still struggle with them. I've got notes. I've kept a few things here so I can be honest with my current struggles. Okay. I want to come clean and share with you those things that I am still struggling with. And I think I always will. I think we're humans and it's always going to be a struggle. I think this is especially true for women as you age, as you hit perimenopause in your forties and your fifties, and then suddenly things aren't as easy for you. And Not only is your metabolism maybe changing, but your body also starts to change. And if you haven't done the work before that, like I just have to tell you, do the work before that because getting to the stage where I'm at today, spoiler alert, is possible, but you don't have to focus on being perfect. So let me share with you the ways that I still struggle today. Number one, I still feel guilty when I'm not hungry, but everyone else is eating and i feel like well but i'm not hungry but i better eat because everyone else is eating like that still like messes with my brain it messes with my brain where it's like i know i should be eating right now but like because it's the right time of day or whatever but i'm not hungry so like my brain still kind of goes like okay so is this the slippery slope of orthorexia like slipping back in or am i trying to learn how to eat intuitively or as i like to refer to it as educated eating am i just paying attention to my hunger hormones and sometimes i do the opposite of that and that's when i will avoid having a meal or a snack because i am kind of hungry but i'm like oh but i shouldn't be because i ate whatever two hours ago or like hmm, that's weird i'm hungry but i shouldn't eat because i just had dinner you know what i mean like So I do still struggle with that conversation, like what's the right thing to do? And what that boils down to is not honoring my body. We're gonna take a quick break for me to talk about a problem that I recently solved, which I think many of you might be experiencing too. And that is finding a bra that gives you like underarm coverage, spillover coverage, like something that would smooth out the back so you don't have any extra bra bulge. (laughs) I don't know, is that a word? So there's that issue. And then there's also, for me anyways, I needed to find a bra without any underwire because that's where I had some fresh stitches. But I also needed good support for the ladies, which frankly we all have. I know a lot of you sleep in your bras and that's what was recommended to me, but I'm like, I find them very uncomfortable. So I needed to find one that would work and solve all those problems and I did. It's a bra made by Honey Love and it's so freaking comfortable you actually don't want to take it off. This bra is so comfortable I literally forget that I'm wearing it most of the time. So I was pretty excited to tell you guys about this bra and I was even more excited when they agreed to sponsor The Chalene Show and give you 20% off. How sweet is that? Obviously, use code Shalene and you go to honeylove.com. That's what gives you the 20% off with code Shalene. And I do have to say, I haven't tried their leggings yet, but I've been reading the review, so I'm excited to try those next. And, Honey Love, if you're listening, I love this bra so much. Can you please, please make it an eraser back so I can wear it to the gym too? Ladies, if you're beginning to resent your bra because of the bulges it's giving you, like it's too tight and cutting in, and you just cannot wait to take it off each day, but you also know you need to wear it to keep the girls lifted, switch bras, okay? Go get yourself a Honey Love bra. It's such a great name too. And you do that by going to honeylove.com. Use code Chalene, that gets you 20% off. And it's just an awesome way to support the show and support your girls. What that boils down to is not honoring my body. I do think I'm better at giving myself permission to ask myself a couple of questions and to just go like, okay, but are you really hungry? And if you are hungry, why are you really hungry? Like giving myself permission to like look at it realistically and say, well, maybe you worked out a lot harder yesterday and this is your body's way of saying like it needs more and just like really listening to my hunger cues, paying attention to them instead of saying like, am I thirsty or just ignoring them? I also find that on days when I'm completely inactive, I feel like a crappy human being. I'm just going to be honest. Like, I know I should rest. I know it's okay to have a day where I don't do anything, where I don't walk, I don't exercise, but I'm moderately active. But if I slip into low activity mode, like I'm not even that active, for example, I'm not feeling well, or it's a day where I, ha- I basically am sitting behind a computer recording tons of content and I didn't get to exercise and I wasn't even active. Yeah. I call it ortho brain. Like I slip back into ortho brain. Like, okay, maybe I should stay up late and go for a walk. Like I'll do that thing where I'll make a deal with myself. Like Okay. Tomorrow though, tomorrow I'm going to do more exercise. And that's not healthy, and ortho brain can very easily slip into like my old ways of thinking, which is not a good thing to do. I would say the other thing. That this is kind of funny, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. It's getting better. I'll say that is I. I have like two extremes. I either look in the mirror and I'm like, "Girl, shoot, you need to go eat a burger." Like I'm like, and I'll even say to my husband, "I'm like, look at me, look how good I look, right?" But there's no medium. There's no like, oh, I look all right. It's either like, I look amazing. Like, how is Ford Modeling Agency not coming after this 54-year-old, five foot two, very pale (laughs) woman as a model? Like, why are they not knocking my door? I either feel like that or I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my God, who is this chubby little white woman in this reflection? Like, I have these two extremes. Luckily, I will say, I, more often than not, am in the happier extreme. And I don't think that it's good that I have these like extremes, but I do think it's better that I have more positive days than negative days. And I think that's kind of normal. Is it normal? You have to tell me. Is that normal? Do you do this? If I'm being honest, I do sometimes find myself, due to convenience, going for the highly palatable or very convenient safe food like and it's packaged like so oh hi (laughs) perfect example right here so these this is not an ad these are quest protein chips they're delicioso but let's see if i'm being completely ortho brain honest with you i'm reading the ingredients right now protein blend mix of protein isolate whey protein isolate vegetable oil sunflower oil canola oil oh my god i shouldn't have read this Cornstarch. I mean this is not a good choice but they're delicious so why would I choose this over like just a regular bag of chips I'll tell you why because it says protein and that's my ortho brain sneaking back in and also the convenience piece like it's like okay I know exactly how many calories that is I know how much protein is in that so that in my mind is like it's okay and I'm just being completely transparent that I'm not perfect, but I am definitely making progress, I will try to stop myself and go like, okay, could I have some eggs right now? Or could I make myself a big salad or something that's unprocessed? Yeah, so I still do slip sometimes like that and that's okay. I will also admit that my brain still tells me when I'm really sore that I must've killed it. Like I'm proud of myself when I'm really sore. And that is not a measure of an adequate workout or a good workout or a great workout. It's not even a measure of you making progress necessarily. It might be, but it's not the ultimate. And to think, I need to remind myself that when I couldn't put on muscle, I was training so hard. That I was sore every single day. And I thought that was normal. I'm sure I can find old podcasts where people would say, like, what about soreness? And I'm like, tell me, like, what do you mean, what about soreness? Soreness is just part of life. You just learn to live with it. I was sore every single day. And when I say sore, not a little sore, like sore to the touch, every part of my body, because I was never giving myself adequate nutrition, adequate sleep or adequate rest, which is why I couldn't put on adequate muscle. And when you can't put on adequate muscle, then your metabolism slows down to compensate, right? And so it's just a crazy downward spiral that you just don't realize. So yeah, I do still on occasion when I'm sore, I'm like, oh, I get kind of excited that I'm sore. And I just have to remind myself like, it's okay to be excited today, but like if you are sore every day this week or even a couple days this week, girl, you're not doing yourself any favors. And the last area I would say where I still struggle a little bit is that I can still be triggered by being around people who I can see, I know that they are struggling with an addiction to food, orthorexia, anorexia. Like I can see, (laughs) you know, they say, I see dead people. I see disordered people. Like when they say addicts see addicts, like I can totally tell when someone is consumed by food and fitness. And it's interesting. It's kind of like when someone stops smoking and they become this just like militant non smoker. They're like, I smell smoke, right? And then they're just like, oh, you know, and they're just so judgmental as someone who is smoking, which is kids don't smoke. but. I find myself being a little that way around people who I know, I just know, like you can tell me that you can't look at someone and know, trust me, if you've ever had your own struggles with disordered eating and addiction to exercise, you know very well when someone else does. And it's not necessarily about the way they look. It's a lot of different things. It's really hard to hide it from someone else who has been there. So I will say that I sometimes like they can still trigger me and I feel this like very, I don't know what it is, almost an anger. Interesting. I was talking to my therapist last week and I talked about this on my Patreon. If you're not on my Patreon and what I'm about to tell you sounds interesting, join the $5 level because I like literally went through my journal page by page and people were pretty fascinated that I would share such intimate details about my therapy sessions. But if that's something you're interested in, we will put the link to the Patreon below in our show description. It's five bucks. You pay five bucks, you get all the past episodes. And I mean, it's worth it for those of you who are like, interested in this topic. I talked about how I don't allow myself to feel sadness. I'm working through it in therapy. I'm working through it. I allow myself to feel sadness if it's major, like on the degree of emotions, if it's like a death or grief. I will allow myself to feel that. But anything other than that, anyways, I won't go into details. But the one emotion that I do allow myself to feel is anger. And when I am triggered by somebody because I can tell that they're stuck in that place, it triggers anger in me. And I don't know if it's like I want to shake them and help them free themselves. I don't know if that's why I feel the anger. I don't know if it's anger because I feel triggered to be that way. I don't know what it is, but I'm aware that it's there and we'll work on it next Tuesday in therapy. But I do want to share with you some of the things that like proud progress that I've made. First of all, I never, ever weigh myself ever anymore Well, in the last two years, I probably weighed myself like maybe three times. And it was because I was at a doctor's appointment. You know, I just did a doctor's appointment recently for my, not trying to brag, but I did do my colonoscopy and my mammogram. Mm -hmm. I've got all my appointments checked off, did my hormone panels, all that stuff. And they weighed me for those appointments. And I was really happy about my weight. like That, to me, is huge progress. Like, it didn't matter. And because... I, on one of my appointments, I was up three pounds. And the next one was like a couple days later, and I was down three pounds. And neither of them feels like my weight, because they're numbers. So like, what does that matter? If I like what I see in the mirror, then I don't need to change anything. It doesn't need to change my feelings about myself that day. And that's why I stopped weighing myself. Because I found that when I weighed myself, I cast judgment on myself, either I was good, or I was a glutton and I need to make a change or I need to hold tight if it was the right way. Like stupid. I'm going to live my life and look amazing. And that's all that matters. It really does. Okay. I know you've seen this ad on TV. It is so memorable. It's a woman basically who's telling you how to use a deodorant stick in your nether regions, if you know what I mean. And when you watch this ad, you won't forget it because you feel like you're watching like an Instagram or a TikTok. I love organic ads, by the way, basically user-generated content. It was enough to inspire me to check out Lumi. Now, Lumi is a company that makes a whole body deodorant. It just makes sense. Like, I don't sweat under my arms. I don't know if you do. My thing is, I wanted a deodorant that was safe And Lumi was created by an OBGYN who discovered by doing clinical testing that it's not the vagina, it's not necessarily your underarms that make people smell, it's an imbalance in your pH levels. So she created this very uniquely formulated pH-balanced deodorant that's aluminum-free, it's safe to use on your skin, and it's clinically proven- To help you control odor are you ready for this for up to 72 hours and i can tell you from personal experience that 72 hours claim is legit personally i would recommend you check out the starter pack and they've got a great deal for listeners of the chalene show you get five dollars off the starter pack when you use code chalene and you go to lumideodorant.com so you can use it just about anywhere to help fight odor, and let's face it: if you live in your yoga tights all day, if you marinate in them, this is just a good idea. And remember, as a new customer to Lumi, you get five dollars off your starter pack when you use code Chalene and go to LumiDeodorant.com. I can't wait to hear what you think about this stuff. I think you're gonna love it. Again, it's LumiDeodorant.com, and don't forget to use code Chalene. I'm gonna live my life and look amazing, and that's all that matters. It really does. So I know that some people find that the scale is accountability for them, that's great. For me, mm-mm. nope, never weigh myself. Also, I'm very proud of the fact that I haven't unfollowed a lot of people who I find very triggering because frankly, there's I'm still kind of in the industry. There's a lot of people who are in the health and fitness space, especially in podcasting that I associate with. I've, I've got friends who are in health and fitness, and I love them but they are definitely disordered. They've got some issues. They've got some issues with their bodies. I'm not necessarily meaning that somebody is underweight or overweight or overeating or under eating, like there are issues and I can see it. Like I said, it's like a neon glaring sign that says, I am struggling even though I'm presenting this way. And I'm proud of the fact that I've muted Most of those people, I I don't unfollow them because these are people I love and I care about and I occasionally want to see like what's going on in their life, but to see their struggle sometimes can trigger me. I will also say I'm proud of the progress of the fact that when I do look in the mirror, like I said, nine times out of 10, I'm like, girl, you're looking good. I am proud of the fact that, you know, I don't know how to describe this. I hear this term all the time. Like you just need to accept yourself. It's like body acceptance, And to me, I hated that. Does anyone else hate that term? To me, it feels like just accept the fact that you're disgusting and you just got to deal with it. I don't know what it is. That's what my brain used to think whenever I would hear that. But today, it's weird. Like I look at pictures of myself when I was under eating and over exercising and just could not put on muscle. And I just don't even like that. Like what that girl was going through and what that represents. And even my body then, I just, I don't relate to it. I don't accept it. I don't really even appreciate it. I know that sounds bad, but it's not about acceptance today. Today, it's about, I guess, just it's self-care and having pride. It wasn't that I wasn't accepting myself back then. It was that I was torturing myself. I was abusing myself. Yeah. Yeah. There's no other way to look at it than that. To operate on as little sleep, as little food, and as much exercise as I was doing then, and the kind of food that I was eating, which was basically chemicals for the most part, that's abusive. It's not fun. It's so crazy how much of my life I was robbed of. So much, of, not in my life, but like happiness, but you don't realize it when you're in it you just don't. I did not know. I was very much unaware that there was any other way. I am proud today that I am more... Okay, now hold on. This is going to throw you for a loop. I am more active today than I was then. And here's what I mean by that. I would exercise for hours and hours and hours, but I was either exercising or sitting. Exercising or sitting? There was no walking. There was no being active. There was no just moving around and, and doing more things and walking to places instead of driving. Like it's crazy how much more active I am today. And I know that because, you know, I track it with Oura Ring and then I tracked it like with the body bug, but it's just, it's being active. And, you know, when you go to the doctors and they ask you, like, how active are you? I would always say, even if I was just doing like one hour of exercise a day, I would say, extremely active. But the question is, how active are you? The question that your doctor is asking is not how intense is your one hour of workout per day. It's like, how much are you moving throughout the day? So I am proud to say that I'm much more active and I love being active. I never used to go out in the sun. Now I make sure that I'm in the sun every day for at least 20 minutes getting that natural vitamin D. I have no fear of food. None. You can put anything in front of me, and if I feel like eating it, I will eat it. That's insane. That's crazy. Now, there's certain things I would love to eat that I'm not gonna buy it because I just don't want it in the house and it's much easier to exercise discipline when I'm not like presented with that thing, right? Because there are times when you're just hungry and there's just that thing that you're addicted to or you have no self-control and it's super convenient and you go for it, right? Like in the past, like some say, oh, you want to try this? Or you want to have some of this? I'd be like, oh, no, that's okay. I have no fear of food. Bring it on. Bring it on. I still prefer healthy whole foods. Like I just feel better. That's why. If you've ever gotten the flu and you know, or food poisoning, and you just know what it was you ate that made you sick, you never want it again. So there's a level of education and knowing that I now have With some even like quote unquote healthy foods that they just do a number on my gut, so I don't even crave them. The same way I don't crave certain unhealthy foods that are going to do like a number on my gut. So, for example, here's a a, like a simple example. I used to love for for a treat to do a skinny margarita, and I didn't realize then because I wasn't paying attention to it. Like what a stomachache and what a hangover I would have the next day if I had a skinny margarita. Well, now. I don't remember when it was, recently, I had a friend in town, she ordered a skinny margarita. I ended up drinking like half her skinny margarita. I felt so bad the next day that like literally thinking about having that just grosses me out. Popcorn, I used to live on air popped popcorn. Because why? Because it was so low in calories and it was voluminous. But now it gives me a stomach ache. There's so many things that, or like really greasy fried foods. I might want to try a bite of it, But the reason why I don't eat all of it isn't because I'm afraid of the calories or the fat or anything like that. The reason why I don't eat all of it is because I don't like the way that I feel. And so I'm really proud of the fact that I don't call it intuitive eating, I call it educated eating. Like I'm educated myself by being present and aware and recognizing what makes me feel good and what makes me feel lousy. Creating a deeper connection, whether it's with a new friend, or the partner, the partner you've been with like forever. You can deepen that connection, but it does involve a skill, which is why I highly recommend an app that we use called Paired. If you've never heard of Paired before, it's basically a relation app for couples. And I know what you're thinking. You're rolling your eyes right now. Oh my gosh, that sounds super cheesy. It's not. I'm telling you, you want this in your back pocket if you Well, I mean, if your relationship is important to you, then you want to be able to create a deeper connection. And this is an app that makes it so easy to do this, especially if creating that emotional bond between you and your partner, like getting to know each other on a deeper level feels weird or awkward. By using this app just like five minutes a day, it's going to help you to build A deeper knowledge of your partner. I don't care how long you've been together, whether you're on your third date or your third decade, this app is going to help you kind of like lighten the mood. It makes it super fun and really easy to get to know your partner on a deeper level. I put the link in our show description, but go to Paired, P-A-I-R-E-D.com forward slash Chalene, and you're going to get a seven-day free trial. You can check it out. You can decide if you like it for yourself. If you do, definitely sign up for their subscription. This app just makes it so easy, so simple to connect with your partner on a much deeper level, you know, and, and that's what building a happier, more connected relationship with your partner is all about. So, again, to sign up, simply go to paired.com forward slash Shaleen and check out their seven day free trial today. I'm educated myself by being present and aware and recognizing what makes me feel good and what makes me feel lousy. I am proud of the fact that I don't overtrain anymore. I don't overtrain. Like, and it's still sometimes, like I said, hard for me to have a day where I'm completely inactive. It's hard for me to, like, I'm, <laughs> I almost said I'm so addicted. I guess I am. I am addicted to strength training. I love feeling stronger. I love making progress with my muscles. I love that at 54 years old, I am changing my body. I love that my legs are getting stronger, my glutes are getting rounder, that my shoulders are getting stronger. Like, you can do this at any age. It's so crazy. I mean, for those of you who are listening on the podcast and you know, just on audio, jump over to YouTube because I want to show you some images of women whose physiques are going to flat out inspire you. These are women in their 60s, 50s, 70s whose muscle and physique is just inspirational. It's amazing. And for me, that's strength. And that's such a cool thing for me to recognize. Like I'm really proud of the fact that I've been able to shift my brain away from the more cardio, more cardio mentality. Like now I just, I've got so much more free time because I'm not stuck going like, oh, I got to do another hour of turbo or I've got to, you know, jump on a a bike and do another hour of cycling. And now I need to go for a run. Like it's insane the amount of cardio that I used to do. No wonder my feet felt like they were going to fall off. And I'm just proud of the fact now that I don't have to beat myself up. I can leave the gym and go, I feel really good. I can leave the gym and not be drenched in sweat and still know that I crushed my workout. I'm proud of that fact. I'm also really, really proud of the progress I've made, the way I feel about my body when I'm naked. Like, even though I've been married for 24 years, I mean, it wasn't until really I've been able to make this transformation with muscle and the way I feel about my body and the appreciation that I have for my body that I can be just naked in front of my husband. Isn't that weird? I don't know. But now I just feel so confident and sexy and proud of my physique that it's a good thing. I'll leave it at that so because it's a family show. What's up? I just told people that I like being naked around you now. I like you being naked. Around you now. <laughs> I'm not self-conscious about my body with you, am I? No. Do you like that? In fact, I request that we, we don't do white robes anymore. I request just come to bed naked. <laughs> he does. I'm like, I have all this, like, really, this is weight TMI. We I do apologize. S- we're saving so much money. <laughs> but, yeah, because I used to, like, buy, like, cute little oh, outfits yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, don't bother. Please, just come in here with your heels on. Yep. Yeah. All right. Sorry, kids. That's it. I apologize if you had to hear this. <laughs> Like I'm wearing like bathing suits I would have never worn When I was at the height of my fitness career And my absolute smallest I would have never worn some of these bathing suits Because I didn't even connect with my own body then It just was never going to be good enough Because I wasn't thinking about me Or how I felt it. I was thinking about everyone else And what they thought about it And what, how I need to be compared to everyone else And so I was so disconnected And today it's crazy like i'm kind of filtering myself because i don't want to sound boastful or arrogant but i do really want to convey to you how important it is and how possible it is to have utter confidence in your body and it's not about being perfect or a certain weight it's knowing that you're doing the right things and it feels amazing. And by right things, I mean like you're just doing your best and you're living your life. Like everything that I do is part of who I am versus when before everything I did was to make sure I could maintain a certain status where I could have a certain look, where I had a certain amount of credibility. Now it's like, I don't care. I just want to feel amazing. I want to look healthy. I want to feel healthy. And part of that boils down to me taking care of my hormones. I've talked about this in so many other episodes. Getting your hormones checked. Ladies, after you start to have perimenopausal symptoms, gentlemen, you too, guys don't realize they go through the same things that women do. We just talk about women going through perimenopause dudes who are watching this, or the ladies who are married to someone who's over 40, they're going through this too. Their body is changing and their body is changing because in large part, because their hormones are changing. Now it's not that just your hormone shifting puts weight on you, but it's this whole multifaceted, intricate system where if your hormones are off, then you're not sleeping properly. And if you're not sleeping properly, then your cortisol's off. And if your cortisol's off, then your energy is low. When your energy is low, then you don't feel like exercising. And when you don't feel like exercising, then you start to feel bad about yourself. When you feel bad about yourself, you start to eat mindlessly. And when you eat mindlessly, you start to eat 15 to 25% more food. Like it's a whole thing. So it's not like, oh, I'm gonna go on hormone replacements and I instantly lose weight. No, it's understanding that that's what makes us feel like ourselves. So if you want to feel like yourself again, if you're not feeling like yourself, you and or your male counterpart, go get your hormones tested. Ladies, your testosterone is dipping too. Both of us are testosterone dips. We've got to keep our estrogen and our progesterone and our testosterone. We've got to keep all these things in balance. And when you do, you just feel like you have optimal health. And ultimately that's my goal is to, to live an optimal life and to not obsess about my workout or what I'm about to eat or my macros. Oh my God, I forgot to tell you the last thing I'm so proud of. I have not tracked my macros in a year and I will if I need to. But in the past, the only time I ever tracked my macros, I would do it usually like once a quarter, is just to make sure that I'm staying in the range and that my weight was, you know, about where I wanted it to be without being crazy obsessive about it. But I I know there's so many people out there that you just, it's constantly running in the back of your head. Like it is a, a ticker tape that never stops. And I have no idea where I am today. Will I track my macros again at some point? Probably, especially if I, if something is off, the same way it's important to look at your hormones, like to figure out like a baseline, where are we? How have things gone askew and how can I fix them? I'm never gonna do a fitness competition. No offense, this is my opinion, I hate them. I think they're just absolutely the most ridiculous, ludicrous thing that we asked women to stand on, and men to stand on a stage, work your butt off, get in the best shape of your life, and then stand on this, pay a bunch of money, paint your body brown, and ask people to rate you and rate your body. Don't do that. I have friends that do it and I love them, but I wish they wouldn't. I really wish you wouldn't. I know so many people have had a positive experience with it. I think it's absolutely one of the most destructive things someone can do. And you don't realize how quickly it can slip into a very disordered relationship with food because you can't stay there. You can't maintain that look. It's not something you can do forever. So that's my two cents Think of me as your bossy big sister, don't do it, just stop. You don't need that trophy. Listen, here's my promise. If any of you are listening to this and you are preparing for a fitness competition and what I've just said hit home hard, please send me an email with your address and your name and your story and I will send you your trophy. Bow out, you've already won. You don't need anyone else to tell you you're a winner. All right? Listen, I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.